And so I was watching the Nintendo Direct this week and they were releasing all the new cast for the Super Mario Brothers movie. There's Chris Pratt for Mario, which to me was a little bit weird. Right. And then on another person was Charlie Day for Luigi, Anya for Princess Peach. I'm thinking, okay, that's a good casting. Jack Black for Koopa and Keegan-Michael Key for Toad. So I'm not sure, is that just one Toad or all Toads sounding like his angry Black translator? Like, person got kidnapped. <laughs> but one that made me laugh like crazy was uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. So, and I told, and I was talking with my significant other uh, about it. He said, you know, he's probably gonna be playing Donkey Bong. Met a high as Donkey Kong. <laughs> and we went out walking by Buffalo Bay. I was just cracking up and everyone started looking at me funny because Donkey Bong, I'm sorry. It's just, low hanging fruit had to go for it it is very funny i'll give it to you when she she tells me these stories beforehand and i was like <laughs> of course he said that oh <laughs> uh, i have nothing to talk about except oh i do remember i went out earlier to get shoes and my dumb ass like pulled out like i did some weird ass maneuver to get in the turn lane and like <laughs> i wasn't like far enough over and like mm-hmm. I rolled over like the bus like divider in the fuck. Oh. I, I said I was like, nah. <laughs> and I had to go over it twice because of my fucking wheel. And so I was like, oh, I feel like donkey bong. Um, anyway. <laughs> Welcome back to Confrontational Millennials. I'm Nikki Alley. And I'm the co-host, Bill Mars. And um, this week, we're going to get into some very interesting uh, topics. But first, we have to play our favorite news game. Yay or nay? I actually have Yay. news articles this week. So <laughs> that's a plus. Last week, I really Yay was. Yay for research. Yay, research. Last week, I really was just kind of like, I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> okay, so earlier this week, Pfizer announced that their BioNTech vaccine uh, is supposedly safe for children 5 through 11, that I'm pretty sure anti-vaxxers still won't give their children, even though their children probably want it because they're smarter than them, while still making them go to a packed school in America that doesn't have proper mandates or protocols. I'm looking at you, the South. Are you paying attention? <laughs> I'm talking about you. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling you out, bitch. Um, now, neither of us have children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a mother. Belmars, are you a mother? Did you check recently? I'm 100% not a mother. I have nieces and I guess young cousins that sometimes become a mother too from time to time. But no, I am not a parent or a caretaker of any sort of children. All right. You heard it here first. We're childless. But I do want to know, I I do want to get your uh, opinion on the idea of this question. And it is, um, if you were a teacher in America, right? uh, would you want the entirety of your class to get the vaccine now that it's available? Yay or nay? 
Yay, because one thing I don't understand, because I know no matter what public school you go to in America, you're required to be vaccinated for like a myriad of diseases. So, and even when I wanted to go to college in in Texas, you have to be uh, vaccinated for certain things. So I don't understand why this is so different because, you know, you have to get vaccinated for like polio, measles, mumps, lupus, et cetera, just to go into school. And thing is, if you don't want to go to school, you can always homeschool. So if you don't want your kids getting like this mysterious vaccine or wearing masks, you have you do have the freedom and option to homeschool. So I just don't understand why the COVID is so different considering every other vaccine just to get enrolled in the school because they have public schools you have to be vaccinated for. This is this is true. Yeah, like if you are a busy adult who doesn't have time to teach your children, nor do you have the credentials to teach your children, you send them to public school. And I mean, I obviously I'm yay too because I mean, and it's also for the teacher's sake, right? Mm-hmm. You're making and Belmars can speak to this as well. She's a sister who's a teacher. Stilly, um, <laughs> you're making uh, you're making teachers either do one or the other or both. Like you're making them either go in or be virtual. In some schools, you're making them be virtual. And which is like, if it were me, I'd be like, are you going to double my salary or no? Okay, (laughs) well, then we have a problem. But you're already putting teachers. You already don't pay them enough, first of all, even before this was happening. Now this is happening and you're definitely not paying them enough to deal with kids who normally, I can tell you this for certain, because even though I was never a teacher in a public school, I have been in daycare settings, kids are full of germs. All of them. All of them are just little test tubes for germs. Okay. Incubation centers for germs. Do you know how many times I got sick at a daycare just because some kid had the sniffles? Like it's just like, <laughs> like kids are basically just germ carriers and y'all have no mass mandates. You're not making, you're making all these kids go back full capacity, despite the fact Mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, again, you have no protocol in place and there's no vaccine, but you're just uh, like, send those little, I love it. Like you're, you're basically like, we demand that these kids be born. You base, you put in laws so that no one can get an abortion. And then you just go now send the little germ grubbers off to school so they can kill each other. Yes. (laughs) Woohoo. Like, yeah. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, so for me, if I were a teacher, I would be all like, so I'm not coming back until every single person in my class either wears a mask or has a vaccine. That's what right. you and it's, please try to find someone else to hire you're in your understaffed at school because I know that most of these schools are desperate to keep people at this point because y'all don't yeah. y'all don't give a fuck about these teachers or these kids. <laughs> So like y'all are literally like that meme of that black woman just like alley-ooping her kid through the basketball. <laughs> like fuck them kids. Like that's y'all. Like just so I just I need y'all to stop pretending that you care and like uh like just either get your kids the vaccine or let them decide themselves. Shoot, like give kids some autonomy. But I just y'all are stupid and I hate you as per usual. <laughs> <laughs> especially in schools like just y'all are y'all are weird um we were gonna move on um host of the talk show the real on fox i believe Jeannie mai jenkins 
is pregnant with her first baby by rapper Jeezy and announced that earlier this week. Now, normally I wouldn't give a fuck about this. I'm going to be real honest with you. But the <laughs> only reason this is interesting is because Jeannie is a divorcee who previously was like uh, cited one of the reasons that she and her last husband, his name is Freddie something. I really don't care. He's a white man. Um, <laughs> one of the reasons that they divorced was because she didn't want children and he did. And so now, uh, and additionally, she's also in her 40s. I believe she's like 42, which is a, a right. late a really late age to have kids for most people. Um, and so I, the, the thing that's interesting to me that I wanted to post to you was, do you think that it is possible? Can the right person make you change your mind about a major deal breaker, such as having kids or not? Um, I think maybe it could, or maybe it's probably might be section of life. I mean, maybe if you knew from a young age, you don't want kids or you don't want kids yet. So I don't, well, I like to believe the mindset, like if you don't want kids and set your mind on that, okay, you don't want kids. But I'm just thinking a lot of things change because I'm guessing, I'm not sure how long she's been with her first husband. She's probably like younger. And I'm guessing she has a better relationship with her current husband than with her previous husband. So probably it would have been better if they and our current husband have kids. So I just think it really depends, I guess, uh, if you're at the right person or if you're in the right moment in your life. Cause I'm thinking she's like 42, she has a good job. I'm see, she seems like she has a good relationship with her current husband. So I'm guessing good luck to her and her husband and on their new baby. Yeah, I mean, congratulations are owed either way. She's pregnant. I hope it's a smooth pregnancy for her. I hope there's no complications and the baby is healthy. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I, so I heard like when I was looking up, because I looked up her age, I was like, how old is Jeannie? Because I was like, I knew her <laughs> ass was older than 30 something. And so I was like, wait a minute. And so I, when I found out she was in her 40s, like one of the things that came up was that her ex-husband apparently said that he went from trash to treasure after he like found out that she like you know got pregnant I guess I guess he was salty as fuck about it um and so I was like maybe it is like maybe she went black and she's like I'm never going back because you are awful white man like maybe that was what happened like maybe she just didn't want kids at that point in her life with him and so like I mean I guess as long as I feel like Jeezy didn't like talk her into this or like pressure her into having kids, um, then yeah. like kudos to them. Um, but I mean, yeah, you can always change your mind. I just want to make it clear to people though, like don't say that to people. Like, cause a lot of the times, like whenever women are like, say things like, oh, I don't want to have kids. They're like, oh, you'll change your mind. And it's like, uh, no girl, like, as far as I know right now until the very, however future, I don't want kids. So don't try to like voodoo, like hoo hoo ha ha. Talk me into having <laughs> kids, like hex me to being like, yes, you want kids. You want it. And it's like, no, leave me alone. So <laughs> I'm glad for her. And um, yeah, I guess with the right person, like you can maybe change your mind as long as that person isn't basically kind of like pressuring you into it. I'm cool. Like if right. she wanted to, if they got pregnant mutually, like they, they wanted to, great. I'm all for it. Um, and I hope, I'm sure the baby will be cute as fuck um, because Jeannie Mai is good looking and Jeezy is, this is a pretty okay looking man. So <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay. There was trouble at the border earlier this week, and it wasn't those damn Mexicans, as the rest of this <laughs> red-ass state likes to say all the fucking time. Um, it's as usual, it was white people. They were the root of the problem because Border Patrol agents were caught reportedly charging at Haitian immigrants seeking refuge on... Um, seeking refuge with and they were on horseback not the haitians i worded the sentence very wrong when i wrote it down here <laughs> so the the border patrol were on horseback and they were chasing haitian refugees with whips and so you know yeah. like a sick little callback to slave times slave catching times like mm-hmm. oh yes um so I, the question is, could this be categorized as an excessive use of force, especially connected with the racial connotations? Yes, yes, a hundred times, yes. This looks very bad because it's all the optics of it. I'm thinking, ooh, just put this in sepia tone. This looks like a racist-ass Western film that'll be nominated for an Oscar. That's right. So... <laughs> it's just a little bit it just sits it doesn't sit right in my soul just seeing that so it does seem a bit racial and i remember uh jen pisaki saying okay we'll get rid of the horse i'm thinking the horses wasn't the problem nobody nobody cared about the horse like and it that's being purposely obtuse like you cannot be a white man um and be that like you were the perpetrator of slavery you cannot be a white man that's however old this man is i'm assuming that he's like a like a 50 plus year old man you cannot have been born anywhere around segregation and act like oh my god it was the horse that was the problem let's just get rid of it and it will be all good no bitch it was the whips and you know it was the whip shut the fuck up Well, it's because maybe a lot of them probably grew up on lost cause mentality. And for those of you that don't know about in the Confederacy, the, the sons of Confederate generals and the daughters of Confederacy, they decided to rewrite history in the South. And they said, oh, we just want to protect states' rights, the Southern way of life. I mean, it wasn't about slavery. It's about states' rights. And, you know, the slaves were getting treated better in the South than compared in the North. And, you know, just a lot of other bullshit that just kind of like whitewashes history. So they had that propaganda. And which is still being talked about today, which is sad. Um, It's the reason why there's so many uh, Confederate monuments and even like states, like even in Texas, like I know Houston recently renamed one of the street was called Calhoun Street, which is one of the generals of the Confederate armies. Yeah, it's not the greatest. Um, I mean, Eve, okay, with that in mind anyway, though, it's just kind of like, you know, even if it's, it's not the horses, it's the tool being used. Like nobody gives a fuck about the horse. Okay. The horse is not at fault here. Don't try to blame the horse. You racist white man. It's the whip. Okay. You know that shit. You know that shit. And I also refuse to give that much credit to like this lost cost mentality. Cause there's still slave master play. Okay. It's probably a kink that you have. I don't believe you. <laughs> You probably use whips in the bedroom. Fuck off. Okay. Um, yeah, and one of the most popular <laughs> porn uh, categories is cucking and interracial. So that's right. So you can't convince me. I know that you get off to ebony porn. Don't lie to me or your. I mean, they get off against lesbian porn, but then they take away their rights. Exactly. See bitches uh, <laughs> but like yeah i know i mean i don't think it has to be said it's 
it was you have to be backwards as fuck which texas is so it's not like i'm that surprised (laughs) but like to sit up here and not see the correlation between the fact that you were just on who gave y'all whips where are y'all getting this many whips that's what i want to know as well like was every border (laughs) patrol scout just armed with whips why I feel like whips probably cost more than like, like, you know, uh, armed like guns and some shit. Y'all whip really? Like you could have gotten broke. I'm not sure if it was like whips or like kind of like the cattle prod or like what they have for the horses and they can use it as a whip or whip like motion. So I'm just thinking it's kind of like that mental gymnastics that they always pull kind of like for example like voting rights where we could get be able to vote like ever since the 13th 14th 15th amendment but they said oh you only can vote we passed something called the grandfather clause so if your grandfather was able to vote you can vote and like other bullshit gymnastics of what they're still doing today like oh we're not making abortion illegal we're just making it very very hard but it's not illegal past six weeks i'm thinking that's practically illegal so it's that mental gymnastics they pull Listen, all I'm saying is like the Simone Biles of it. <laughs> where are y'all getting a surplus of these goddamn weapons? You know what? Don't answer that. We also are in Texas. So they probably just found somebody to give them cowhide so they can make whips out of leather. Fucking assholes. Um <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, speaking of white people, Emmy So White was trending earlier this week in response to the large number of winners that were, oh gosh, you guessed it, Caucasian. Um <laughs> I wanted to get your opinion on the results, considering last week when we talked about this, you were talking about the phenomenon of the pendulum theory. Basically, like one year we have lots of black winners, next year we don't. But I think it was interesting because um, several sources claim that this was like a historic number of firsts for black and brown actors and writers and actresses and then majority of them did not get awarded. So um, do you feel like it was a wasted year essentially because hardly of them received any of the accolades yeah I guess I kind of see it um I guess kind of disappointing but not unexpected right uh because I'm pretty sure like did Hamilton also win something or no um I don't recall seeing that Hamilton won something I would have to look it up um i just know the only winner i remember off the top of my head winning is michaela cole won for writing i think for i may destroy you um because i was super proud of her (laughs) Um, yeah so i think it probably could be just pendulum emmy so white this year and then you're thinking um emmy so i guess full of color next year i'm pretty sure they're gonna get like reservoir reservation dogs gonna win one um and probably a couple other things so yeah i mean i'm proud of like the winners that won i'm guessing it's kind of is disappointing that our faves did other faves didn't win so yeah yeah i don't see anybody from Unless they gave the white actor from Hamilton. (laughs) But the one that plays King George, that one white guy. The one white guy. Unless that was the person they gave it to. I don't know. I don't know. Hamilton didn't win as far as I can see. It was mostly the mayor of Easttown, I think, swept the most this year. And then uh, Ted Lasso won. And then the crown obviously raked in like awards like it was their birthday or something. 
Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, the only Michaela Cole and then Debbie Allen got the governor's award, which was which was great as she deserves. But um, yeah, uh, I just so here's the thing for me. I feel like, um, and this is maybe like a good ish strategy if you're gonna be all like oh pendulum theory where like the year that like maybe for them it's like oh you didn't win but like a whole bunch of you got nominated so like what are you mad about next year like there will be even more people and like you'll get you'll get your rewards go be happy you're welcome yeah. here's a bone dog yeah remember that one yeah yeah like we nominated so many of y'all this year you're welcome and it's just like I guess for them that like that was enough even though uh, now again I didn't watch Pose like that I just my dad watched Pose surprisingly but we can get into that in another time because black people and being okay with media but not the like the actual <laughs> issue in real life is a whole nother like yeah. argument but like yeah. I think it could just be like general people where they're like oh yeah we love watching black people but I'm just thinking when they start getting all political right. then we don't like it like oh they love Beyonce when she was singing about single ladies but then when she made lemonade she gone too far right it's like oh, oh we yeah. love like Elton John uh singing he's great I have no problem I love Elton John but I guess when he starts talking about gay uh homophobia I think you crossed the line same thing with little Nas X right and it's just like well hello damn it to hell uh, ring light <laughs> stop it <laughs> stop it Marty um <laughs> yes uh, there we go. It was too bright. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just feel like um, you had all that talent right there, like Pose, everybody in Hamilton, pretty much, even that white man. I'll give it to that white man. He had great <laughs> numbers, um, but they were all right there and you didn't even capitalize on it because like, here's the thing. If you wanted to, I know like people have make this argument like bad publicity is still like good publicity. There's no such thing. It's all like, yeah, but aren't you tired of having to like get up on like a platform and be like, oh, we're so sorry that like such and such and we'll do better next year. Don't wouldn't you rather placate people for as long as possible so that you didn't have to do this like every other year? You could have at least given like, MJ uh from from post you could have at least awarded that Emmy because she deserved like and you could have yeah yeah like you there were so many people you could have just you could have given who deserved the Emmys so that you wouldn't be in this mess but as per usual y'all are more concerned with um placating this tiny amount of white people <laughs> on this earth rather than the large amount of people of color <laughs> yeah i mean unless you play devil's advocate say they're probably more talented or probably more deserving not anything's talking about race i mean that's the only devil's advocate i can say is that they just uh their performance came off a little bit better but i don't know i haven't watched all the emmys right like i don't i don't think so i i have to disagree um my mom likes mayor of east town so i'll let mayor of east town have their some of their little awards but i don't care like who was i don't remember who was up against mj in that category but they don't deserve it whoever won they don't deserve it 
Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she at the very least should have got her Emmy. But, you know, as per usual, um, the Hollywood shows their ass. Um, speaking of Hollywood, no, that's not a good segue. The few, the, I, I'm going to say this wrong. <laughs> the few G's, G's. Uh, I'm, I'm realizing at this exact moment that I never said the the group that Lauren Hill was a part of out loud before in my life. <laughs> um, anyway, they're banding together once again to go on a 25 year anniversary reunion tour entitled The Score. Um, I only have two questions for you. Would you risk your health for a concert? Would you risk your health for a concert like this? And do you think Lauren Hill is going to get to the stage on time? <laughs> Would I risk my life? Probably not. People are nasty. And I'm guessing with Nicki Minaj just proved that anti-vax attitudes happen in all communities. So stupidity has no race or gender. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure there's a lot of them. So I'm not sure. I may not be too comfortable. Would you get to the Stage on time, I'm guessing not. You're probably running on CP time. So <laughs> I, I have to agree on both those fronts. I will not be going to this concert, even though I there are plenty of songs from the group that I won't try to name again because I butchered the hell out of it the first time. Um, I love killing them softly with his song. I love killing him softly. But like, um, yeah, I also don't think that they're going to Lauren Hill is going to get to the stage on time she's not she's not no pandemic is going to make her a changed person okay she's not doing it all right and that's that next Netflix is throwing around money again haha <laughs> as per usual this time at classic yeah. childhood writer writer Roald Dahl I think I said that man's name right um, they've acquired the Road Doll Story Company. Um, I'm sure I don't have to tell anyone here that it's basically a hit or miss with Netflix as far as television goes. One day they're going to give you a critically acclaimed Ozark, and the next day they're going to give you some random trash called Sexy Beast. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, sometimes they'll start great with the show and then it'll gradually get worse. So, my question to you is do you have any hope? of netflix being able to deliver quality road doll classics i think i have some faith in netflix i mean yeah sometimes it's hit sometimes it's mit miss so i might have faith faith because sometimes if i'm bored on netflix i might pick up a nice gem and if this sounds like a great gem i think go for it i have to tell you i'm not i don't have any faith in netflix. i don't because listen I'll tell you this, I'll cite uh, um, what they were trying to do and what I think they may still be doing, yes, with um, our favorite and beloved cartoon, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I mean, anime adaptations, I guess I have to take that back. They have been, well, no one's been well with that. Uh, I saw their Death Note one, and it was goddamn horrible. It was a horrible. I mean, I love Death Note, the original anime. Uh-huh. Um, and then they made White Turner, who seems like this edgelord that I just want to fucking punch. Right. 
versus the original white Yagami, who's a little bit more charismatic and nice and manipulative. One of my favorite bad guys I had a crush on, crush wise. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like I did, I'm just gonna have to see. And you know, a lot of people are very obsessed with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And so I they gonna have to be very careful, is all I'm saying. Because if you mess up Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, if you don't get that manic ass energy that was in the first one <laughs> where this man was endangering children's lives just right, then you're going to have a lot of angry people on your hands. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I guess it depends if you want to do like the original Gene Wilder version or you want to follow the book exactly. It just you'll just have to see. Um, but speaking of shows on Netflix that y'all won't shut up about, Tiger King is getting a second season. Um, Ooh. considering that I thought that man was in jail, who I don't know what else y'all could possibly have to speak about when it comes to white people <laughs> attempting to domesticate wild, bloodthirsty animals, but apparently you do. And so, um, in conjunction with the last question. Do you feel like this second season of Tiger King will be any as good as the first season? Um, I'm not sure because they're not going to get some of the same people. Um, they're not going to get Carol Baskin because I'm pretty sure she's felt that the documentary, the original Tiger King, made her look crazy. <laughs> I think she made herself look crazy. Um, so I wonder what wildness will probably come in the sequel. I mean, if they're going to top the sequel somehow. I mean, I love my trash TV and I love documentaries, so I'm going to watch it in my free time. <laughs> uh, I Belmars has watched Tiger King. I have not. Um, and I will not <laughs> watch white people act the fool on a television screen over some animals. I'm not doing it. Um <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. They claim it's going to be just as wild as the first season. I have no idea what else you could possibly unearth about this wild ass enterprise. But you know what? I don't put it past him to be like, I got some more secrets for y'all. Like, just like, I don't put it past this man to just pull something out of his ass. So you know what? Maybe. I feel like they're hyping it up too much, though. I feel like it might be. Uh, as good maybe or a little bit under quality but y'all will still watch it because you love this crazy ass man and his shenanigans and so like that's all that matters the man ran for president in 2016 still probably would have been a better president than donald trump yeah but he didn't get much of a vote the vote in 2016 i guess it was oversaturated because you had hillary you had trump you had uh Ryan Johnson, that's his name for the Repul for the Libertarian Party. And then you had Joe Exotic. You want a gay tiger handler who yeah. hates someone from Florida being our president? That's right. He probably would have been better than Donald Trump. Like, I'm just saying, like, I'll take a gay tiger handler. The man's not afraid to take risks. Okay? <laughs> that's <laughs> what that shows you for his dreams. Anyway. Uh, finally, Joe Reed, Joy, Joe, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm sorry, again. Uh, wait, were you about to say something? Did I cut you off? No, I was just laughing. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, 
Finally, Joy Reid put y'all on blast earlier this week and let you know that the Gabby Petito case was merely a symptom of missing white woman syndrome. Um, a term created to cite the media's obsession with covering mm -hmm. only the cases of missing white women and disproportionately reporting on cases of other women of color or really just people in general that go missing. Uh, so we're going to go into this, yeah. uh, this last topic in like further detail on our main topic. But um, I guess like to kind of like start us into it, my question was, um, do you feel like these small crumbs of privilege are what motivate white women not to speak up as loudly for us, us being people of color? Um, I'm not sure it's probably that. I guess it's more so the media's obsession, but I'm not sure it's kind of like the chicken, the egg situation where I'm not sure if either A, the media is so obsessed with white people that white women kind of use that privilege of kind of like, they kind of weaponize their whiteness. Like, oh, I'm an innocent white woman. I'm not saying all white people, right. but those white people. Or is it kind of like, you know, because I'm a white, attractive white woman and the media kind of like feeds into that. But I think I'll probably elaborate more on my comments later in this episode. So I'm not sure if it's the chicken or the egg uh, situation where, you know, the media is obsessed with white people because the media is made of white people or just white people just knows how to use their whiteness, kind of like Karens in yeah. situations and just like blow things out of proportion. Yeah, I I can see that. I can I can see that like it being like a, like a cycle that kind of feeds into each other, right? Like um, right. where they're just kind of like, well, it's there, so why wouldn't I use it, right? Um, but at the same time, I don't know, like the reason I brought up the question to begin with was because I, when I was writing this down, like, and I was thinking about it, like my brain just automatically connected it to like the waves of feminism and how like, it just seems like, white women are um, and not all white women again those white women are just like mostly <laughs> concerned with um advancing their own agenda and advancing the rights of white women and they're just kind of like well if y'all get left in the dust then that's your problem because they benefit off of that like white privilege right even though they they right. know to some degree that like you know, your white privilege is not as great as a white man's white privilege. Like you will never right. have all of the like, all of the benefits that comes with, with, with being a white man. But you figure because you're connected to the white man, like it's cool. Like if I, if, if I get crumbs off of the plate, it's better than you who gets nothing um, and has to starve in the corner. Right. So I just, I don't know. That was a thought that I had. Um, if it just behooved like, you know, white women to kind of be all like, oh, well, what's the problem? If you know, uh, they, they're reporting on us a little bit more, like maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it is a, like what, and again, we'll get into this, but maybe what people generally say about missing people of color is true or something, yeah. even though we know it's not. So Yes, but let's transition into our main topic, which of course is, uh, why don't you want to find us? That's what I'm going to call it. This is literally <laughs> what I'm going to call the episode. Why don't you want to find us? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And to give some background information, the American news anchor, Gwen Eiffel, uh, she's an African-American woman who was uh, like one of the first women to post on PBS and a lot of other accolades. She coined the term white, uh, missing white woman syndrome. So it's the media's fascinated with young, uh, conventionally attractive white girls who get killed or go missing, because I'm thinking John Benet Ramsey, uh, uh, Elizabeth Smart, Natalie Hallway, and now Gabby Petito. And don't get me wrong, like when women go missing all the time, I do believe that they should be found. But almost I think for like the last two weeks almost, uh, it's been like talked about like crazy this Gabby Petito case I'm thinking I'm sad that uh she lost her life god rest her soul and I hope that her fiance boyfriend is found and he paid for what he did and that intensity is fine because if any one of my friends go missing but then at the same time where is that same energy for black girls that go missing? Where's that same energy for like native girls that go missing? Cause I, one of my friends pointed out who's native, like she went missing in Wyoming. There's like over 700 missing native girls in Wyoming right now. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the FBI looking at them. The same FBI that mishandled the gymnasts who were being molested by Larry Nassar nonetheless are helping her cause they said many times, oh, it, she crossed state line because she's originally from Florida. So, and I went to Wikipedia, a great place to start, but not the last place to st- um, step when they pointed out like different types of women that go missing. And in the uh, analogous missing points, hang on, I'm sorry, go pull up the names of like other people that went missing along the same time as like white women. Like right now, it's Jelani Day, who is a black male, 25-year-old Illinois uh, State University graduate student reported missing August 25th. Police later located his car in a wooded area near YMCA. Um, he was last spotted August 27th with clothes, was last wearing left inside. A week later, September 14th, police fire found an unidentified body just off the South Bank, though police have not stated whether that person is day. And I guess it could also speak about gender as well. Don't get me wrong, because I think when we talk about feminism, I guess my version of intersectionality as feminism, that men can also be victims too. Exactly. So in many times when like men go missing, no one's gonna find your ass. <laughs> right nobody they don't care <laughs> also another person that went missing is this asian woman named margaret Cho, uh, warren Cho, mm-hmm. uh, who disappeared from a rental home in california on july 28 she was last seen walking away from a rental home a friend of Cho believed that she may have gotten into an, a, a vehicle with an independent individual found that week later and another man uh, a black man daniel robinson went missing in arizona he was last seen in 2017 um Jeep Renegade. And another one is Richard Okorore, which is a 19-year-old Black man who was isolating due to the pandemic and they still can't find him. So he was young and had chronic illnesses. And that's just only a few people that went missing when Gabby Batita went missing. So I'm thinking there's a lot of like missing people, like young girls um, and uh young girls that go missing and I think anytime like a black woman goes missing or gets murdered they go into victim shaming um, territory 
for example, the case of Breonna Taylor. Right. I mean, a lot of people start going to character assassination, like, oh, what was she doing? She dated a thug. That's what happened when you date someone who deals drugs. I'm thinking she didn't deserve any of that. Right. So I'm thinking the point is a young woman lost her life and I'm thinking she should just be more beyond a meme. But I'm thinking if she was more conventionally attractive and a white woman, would she get more sympathy? Right. Because uh, and I think I like that you bring that up because that brings into this. I like this topic that has like a lot of polarization around it. It's basically about pretty privilege. So pretty mm-hmm. privilege is like essentially the idea that the closer to European features that you are like blue eyes, blonde hair, like a blue eyed, blonde haired white girl. That's like, th- like skinny, thick, what very slim. It? Yeah. Slim. Like, you know, slim thick or like slim, slim, slim thick. Cause you know, <laughs> they like that now, but like, yeah, like that would be the <laughs> ideal. Like she would get everything and then some, and that's your epitome of pretty privilege. The farther away you get from that ideal, the less likely, like the fatter you are, the darker you are, the, uh, the, the browner your eyes are even like, it's just uh, like, Oh no, we don't want anything to do with you. And so, um, I mean, and that's a, that's a point, right? You know, because even though like Brianna Taylor, gorgeous, like all the like photos I saw of her, so pretty, but I mean, she's a black girl. Yeah. And so she, uh, like a dark skinned black girl, she also, she automatically wasn't going to get any sympathy from anyone because we're taught to villainize those types of girls. Um, you know, despite the fact that there's a victim, they're a victim here. So it's, it's, it's really sad. I mean, I have a, so uh, the apparently, like you were talking about h- how many cases the FBI have, they over have over 89,000 active missing person cases as of December 2020. Uh, it's probably gone up since then. Um, and uh, one of the one of the cases that they mentioned is that is a girl named Brittany Tiger. She actually disappeared February 2018. And then her body was found in a field of March that year. So, and they just like never opened an investigation into like why that happened. And so it goes even further than like, it goes even further than like, are you searching for me? It's like, you find me and then you don't even attempt to figure out what happened. Like, you're just like, oh, well, like, you know. It's the it's the the reasons we hear a lot of the times like when your child is missing like just as an example you're a black mother your child is missing you go to the police to report her missing like and don't let you be from a poor ass neighborhood because your like outcome is going to be even worse um, but you go and you report your child missing and they're like are you sure they didn't just run away and it's just like yeah. like. <laughs> I'm like out of my mind regardless of whether or not they ran away anyway they're missing I don't know where they are and so it's just kind of like these are these are just like an example of one of the things that people are are told right um but it's yeah and I think another part of like guess was like white women that go missing I think several times maybe a lot of people kind of like weaponize it because I know I remember uh, a white woman was murdered by an illegal immigrant at the time. Mm-hmm. 
So, and they decided, so some conservative uh, politicians decided we should go make this law and they start, I guess, they kind of like weaponized and say, this is the reason why we need to pass this law because these immigrants are hurting our sweet, innocent white women in this country. So we need to stop them and close down the borders. And the family at the time said, no, we don't want you to use our daughter's death like that. So I think there's probably like a degree of like kind of weaponization of like, I guess when white women go missing or go murdered and they probably just use it for their own agenda and I'm guessing become more of a weapon than I guess of a person. So, and same thing with like true crime because one thing I learned about true crimes that yeah, all the true crime cases, a lot of them do involve like white women that go missing or go murdered, um, like say in Alaska or different areas, but there's not enough like true crime for let's say black people. And I think there should be um, just that there's very few information on it. Like even still today, we get like reports of like John Benet Ramsey, this is an update till now. What we didn't know, what did the house cleaners say? I'm thinking, can we go hear about that African-American woman that died around that time? Right. Um, and very few times, cause I think about locally, I know in Houston, I guess we're kind of an outlier where I can think of like two examples of like two young black girls who got murdered, went missing. And I think that made local news, but I'm pretty sure it didn't make national news, like Jasmine Barnes. Mm -hmm. And then another one, I think, like, I believe her name was Michaela, her stepdad murdered her and put her body in Alaska. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of a big downer to me. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lot um I have so I'm kind of like skimming through this um in this thing oh yes so according to the black and missing foundation which I have that database I'm going to link it in like the the comments below so that you can kind of like people can kind of look at it if you're someone who actively cares about that and you actively want to donate and like put that out there, then I'll have that link below. But according to this foundation of of the five, 543,018 Americans reported missing 2020, 59 were white or Hispanic, 37% are black. Um, And only 7% of the minorities reported missing received media coverage. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's 30% of those, that whole entire population that just, there's nothing like honestly the only time I ever hear about black and brown people missing is on Facebook because I have friends who will share those things like and be like oh such a so-and-so is missing um or on in like I get like coupons and like newspapers just like in my apartment complex for free and there'll be like tiny little missing portraits at the bottom that's about it that's all the coverage I receive as to who's missing like a like a or you know you'll get those alerts like on your phone like an amber alert like if a kid is but like that's about it like and you those are probably majority white kids too like let's not be let's not kid ourselves right um but yeah like it's just like unless we're doing it like uh, like people of color are are leading that sort of coverage we don't we don't get that sort of coverage like we have to rely on maybe we'll get enough shares on this like post that we made about my daughter being missing for it will 
for somebody to catch the attention of the local news authorities. And maybe the local news authorities will do such a good job on the story that maybe the national news will pick it up. Like you just, you have no idea. And like, you're just sitting there hoping and searching for weeks and weeks and weeks that could turn into months that could turn into years. Like I like, so I skimmed through the website, the black and missing website. And like, there's a man who's on here that has been missing since 2000 like no what it's been 21 years he probably doesn't even look like this anymore and right he's just been missing and no one has found him so it's just kind of like this is all it's 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 a lot and it's like I don't know I don't even know what to say yeah, I think another thing is also a degree of class, which I guess also doesn't get discussed about because according to a 2016 Esquire article about the disappearance of Tiffany Witten, who's a white woman, but she was of a lower social class. She was unemployed and she was a drug addict on parole, but she didn't get as much media attention because media athletes, according to Tom Junod, Media outlets are ruthlessly selected when they tend to prefer women who are white, pretty, and above all, innocent. So mm-hmm. if she, if let's say the white woman is like, likes to party, gets drunk, like, and unemployed, they may not like cover them as much. Cause I'm thinking about the newest one, Gabby Petito. She sees this, oh, this beautiful Denzel in distress whose smile lit up the room and now she's gone missing. So, and I'm guessing how many like lower class women, I guess, who had a history, let's say, went to jail for smoking crack and then went, uh, Shoplifting, but now on a better path, they went missing, thinking, Oh, well, this person's a criminal. So I'm just thinking, kind of like, kind of just victim blaming character assassination going on there. So fine, we're not going to carry them because they're not innocent. Well, we won't lift them up to fucking sainthood. Mm. So, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, I don't, I think, let me see. I have another article um, up, but like, yeah, it's, it's you, it's interesting. Like you would think, because like, as far as the media goes, when you think of like the way shows and things are like structured, everybody always picks somebody who has a redemption story or like is an underdog in some way, shape or form. And that's not, and they always talk about how like um, the, television shows are reflected in reality a lot of the times and that it's just interesting to me that that's not being reflected as much like that you're not like trying to like you know gas up even though like treating these people who are missing as if they're just your next media story is disgusting or whatever but if you want to look at it like that like what but like I just think it's interesting that it's never like you trying to gas up these stories about people who have had a redemption arc. Like, oh yes, like this girl, like she was selling like marijuana on the streets and like she, you know, but she worked hard and like she managed to get herself into a nice apartment in a nicer town, blah, blah, blah. And now she's just missing and da, da, da. like nobody ever it's just interesting to me that no one frames it like that when everybody is so obsessed with that kind of television, right? Like the redemption story, like, oh, you can come back from anything, right? So I don't know, like, I'm wondering where that disparity comes from. Um, And, but I guess like, 
people are just more willing to like be hooked on the idea of you know complete and total which let's be clear like do we we don't know gabby petito as a person i'm pretty sure she was like what wasn't she an influencer of some sort yeah, I don't think she had like much video because she just made the video for just her and her fiance probably going cross trip from Florida to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how big of an influencer she was. I don't know. I I oh, I don't know. Like that's puzzling to me. Just it's a little bit puzzling to me. I'm wondering how like far people dig or how deep people dig into like these um, these cases of white women that go missing who are innocent, right? Which by like you shouldn't disparage anybody's character, but I just think it's really interesting that you're willing to go so deep on like an innocent person who's gone missing and not the same depth for someone else. Um, yeah. But so that's- I'm guessing they're kind of like the, you just kind of saint her because I'm guessing she has from looking at her uh, Gabby Petito's uh, background. I mean, she seems very much squeaky clean, kind of like the tip. What do you think of the all American girls? So I guess it's kind of like that shock factor of like, how can something so innocent, something so good happen to um, something so bad and horrific happen to someone so good? so and I remember listening to like as a true crime fan well if you go after certain types of people the police may not care like if you kill a prostitute or you kill someone with who's mentally challenged the police may not care as much because thinking okay they're of that lifestyle so we may not care as much and also versus let's say JonBenet Ramsey and it's also upsetting to me like when I look at, let's say, other Black people or Indigenous or non-white people or non, I guess, middle-class affluent white women, uh, there's not much reports. I mean, even still today, we get like updates and reports of like um, John Benet Ramsey, Elizabeth Smart, and like television episodes and like a whole lot of them, but not and never about you know, people that are missing now, because I remember uh, one episode, well, I was listening to this true crime podcast called Not Not uh, True Crime Podcast, when I talk about missing white woman's syndrome, when this white woman went missing, they found a ditch in the body, but it ended up, it was a body of an African-American woman, and they said, oh, it's not her, but and they went on the whole article on everything that's not about who this woman isn't versus who this woman is. I'm thinking that's a pretty big damn story. You found a dead African-American woman in the ditch. I mean, yes, it's not the person that you're looking for, but it is just important as ever because that is a person that just lost their life. It's sad that like, and you like, they literally stumbled upon something and they still were like, oh, but this is not what we wanted. And it's just like, you should have been actively trying to at least look for this person anyway. And you did not, and you found them on accident. Like, it's just like, you found her on accident and you still didn't care enough about her to be all like, well, let's figure out at least who this is. Like, you know, no, I just, yeah. And I think also the same with they were victims. I wish I can probably find names for this one true crime story. 
Because mm-hmm. it's about a Muslim woman, a Muslim girl. She's like 16, 17 at the time. She and her friends, it was during Ramadan. Mm-hmm. So they decided around three, four o'clock in the morning on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, to go to McDonald's, go get something to eat before su- uh, the sun sets in for Ramadan, before they have to fast. And then this man, <laughs> I want to say his name is Flores, bless you thank you he was angry at them and then he start got out of his car and started chasing them and then he uh, beat this girl to death and assaulted her and i think he was caught with the body and he disposed of her body like on his uh land that he had that he lived on and when he's found and when they're talking about the case they a lot of people went to character assassination like oh why is this 16 17 year old girl um at McDonald's at 3 a.m. I'm thinking, why is this man at McDonald's at 3 a.m.? Right. Like, it's so, like, it's so ridiculous. I mean, like we like we said before, um, and it just ties into the fact that, like we said before, the police, I mean, here's my takeaway. The FBI and the police itself, are like largely at fault here right i mean the media it's right. as a as, as kind of a tie-in is at fault as well but like i mean those are the people who classify women of color and people of color who go missing as runaways or isn't in, being involved in criminal activity right those are right. two of the main reasons that it lists here in like the uh the article i'm reading and then i'll, I'll link it too but like those are the two primary reasons that like these women or don't receive like ambulance or media coverage just because like they're not classified as missing persons so it's kind of like how it's it's kind of like how can the media cover them when the police the fbi are essentially trying to make less work for themselves i mean oh yeah i actually found the story the killing of nabra hassanan Okay, because she was a Muslim. She lived in Reston, Virginia. So on June 18, 2017, during the month of Ramadan, she was with 15 teenage friends near all Dulles area Muslim, Adam Center Mosque. So as soon as they got some food, they were visibly wearing uh, hijabs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it was around 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and they came to a dispute with the man driving a red car. The man was later identified as Darwin Martinez Torres. So they all scatter because he started chasing them. He followed them in a parking lot, got out of his car and chased them. When the man managed to catch Hassanan, he hit her with a baseball bat, put her in the car. He drove off, took her to a nearby location, assaulted her again. I mean, the details of the second assault wasn't revealed, but after that, she died of blunt force trauma to her upper body. The man dumped her in a pond. Initially, they thought it was an anti-Muslim hate crime, but they decided the police classify it as an act of road rage and not a hate crime. So, which to me, that sounds like a goddamn hate crime to me. Right. And so, mm-hmm. so... And I think, I'm not sure how many counts, of eight counts, including capital murder and rape. So I'm thinking at this point, he already gets eight counts. Just put it on the ninth count of hate crime for me. That's all I'm saying. Right. Like, what is it? Just uh, he's going to be thrown in jail. He should be thrown in jail forever. So what is the day? Just put all nine counts on him. Like, it doesn't make any sense like yeah, so but he is going to go to jail for life the prosecutors won the death penalty but i'm guessing they fought against it 
So he just got life without parole, but he allowed to escape the death penalty. So, and I think cases like that's kind of frustrating, especially if you're of a certain community. Right. So it was like, oh, it's just road rage. So you just kind of like write it off like, oh, it's not about rage. It's just road rage. It's just a small dispute. I'm thinking that that sounds like a hate crime to me, homie. Just put on the knife one. You commit eight counts of everything. You get the knife one for free for a hate goddamn crime. Well, that's it. And that's what kills me, too. How is this going to be all like, oh, it's road rage. It's a small crime. I've seen road rage kill people like it doesn't like negate the fact that like road rage leads to manslaughter and murder and like homicide. Like those. Are, have you seen Houston? Like, I'm just saying, like a couple of months ago, a man literally ran somebody off um, into like a neighborhood, shot him six times and made it run into somebody else's like house in my parents' neighborhood. Like that's not like, and you're going to call that road rage. Like no friend, like that was manslaughter. Like that was, that was was homicide. Like it just, this is, it's ridiculous. And I mean, like, oh no, go ahead. Yeah, I think, and I guess it's also the degree because a lot of people are questioning, like, why does a girl, teenage Muslim girl, being there like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. Um, during that time is kind of suspicious. So I think that's where that victim blaming comes in. Like, well, she shouldn't be there at 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm thinking it doesn't matter where she's at. I mean, why is that man at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning attacking young Muslim women? Right. So, it's- I mean, this is me. I mean, it all stems from the fact that, like, it all stems from the fact that, like, you, like, for them, like, people of color have done something to deserve it, right? Like, it's, they find the tiniest little excuse in, like, all of the facts, and they're like, okay, but, like, why did you date a drug dealer? Okay, but, like, why were you out at 3 a.m.? They did the same thing with, um, God damn it. The, the kid that was buying Skittles. Like, and, yeah, no, no, not Brown. Oh, uh, Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. They did the same thing with Trayvon Martin. Why was he buying Skittles at such and such in the morning or wearing a hoodie? Like, like you. Yeah, like, walking in that neighborhood that's probably may not be his. Right, exactly. It's like, it's anything. It's clothes. It's behavior that doesn't seem like normal. It's your background, even if it was 10, 15 or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's the, it's rooted in the idea that you're not, you're not like a model citizen. Even if you are, your skin color makes you automatically or your religion or anything that like we don't understand makes you automatically deserving of some sort of like of some sort of crime or of not being found again you're better off just like and i hate it like according to this article that kind of thing is especially true with black men like apparently they're the most common demographic of missing results but they're like i've never seen a black man covered in the news ever and i'm 27 goddamn years old like (laughs) i like i've never seen it I mean, the only example I can think of where like a black man was probably like the symbol of innocence was uh, Botham John John in 2018, where he was a black man in his own apartment minding his own business. And then the white lady, Amber Geiger, came in and shot him. 
I mean, they try to search everything on him, but he was, I mean, he was a black man with, I think, like a squeaky clean um, background. Like he came to America, like an immigrant from a Caribbean nation, I think. Probably need to double check on that. Mm -hmm. uh, he had no drugs and he worked actively. He was active in his church. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people try to say, oh, but he smoked weed though. I'm thinking that doesn't justify him dying. Right. Like, but that's the thing. Like, they still, like, literally, they were like that fucking SpongeBob meme where he's flirting through the fucking files and they all say the same thing. They're like, it must be something. <laughs> right? Like, why are you deep diving? It's almost as bad as when people try to humanize mass, like, murderers. Like, when, like, yeah. the one that took place um, where he shot up all those Asian women in that in that so, like spa or whatever. And they tried to be like, oh, like church going, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to know his <laughs> name. I don't want to know anything about him. All I want to know is what is his sentence? That's it. I want to know how many years he's going to be in the jailhouse. I want to know if he has visitation or not. I want, that's what I want to know. I don't want to know anything about his background. I don't care. But they do this where they literally will take a victim and be all like, oh, here's everything they ever did wrong. But this white man who killed them, here was everything he ever did right in his life. And it's just like, do y'all not sound here how backwards that fucking sounds? I don't care about what a mass murderer ate for breakfast <laughs> yesterday. I care about why this woman had to lose her life. I want to know her background. I want to know her family. I want to know how they feel. I don't care about this like whoever kidnapped or hurt this other person because they're a piece of trash basura like if i knew how to say trash in other languages <laughs> i'd say it but i don't there's the only two <laughs> Oh, yes, and I think especially like with the Vegas, no, the Atlanta shooting, because I think the motivation for him, like, oh, it's kind of sexual temptation. I'm thinking, motherfucker, it's Atlanta. Atlanta is home to strip clubs. That's right. Yes. It's home to sex shops. But he specifically chose that Asian American, well, that Asian place and shot up a bunch of Asian women. I mean, that can probably add into the sexism and races of sex and race and the fact that Asian women are always hypersexualized. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking that sounds like a hate crime. I'm guessing it's frustrating me when it's like white people where they just give them the benefit of the doubt or it's like, oh, you know, he was abused at home. Several people were abused at home. Hell, I was abused at home, but I don't think start shooting up a bunch of white people that's what i'm saying like the like the guy that i'm talking to right now i'm gonna call him shoe whore because that literally is how he refers to himself as a shoe whore he was like he said to me uh when i was on the phone with him earlier he was all like yeah i just think it's uh interesting that um it's always white people it's always white people it's never black people or like people of color that you know have this problem of uh you know being mass murderers or like serial killers or whatever it's usually a white man <laughs> so i just coincidence i think not i'm sorry but yeah i yeah i just think the benefit of the doubt like Oh, he had a hard life. I'm thinking there's a lot of like black gangbangers that had a hard life that probably turned to joining a gang to probably help his mom pay for bills or to get off the street. Right. And I'm guessing he became a victim of the street. So I'm just thinking that same 
way that, okay, this mass murderer had a bad life and that he was led to it. I mean, a lot of people have a bad life and they don't commit crime. So, and I'm thinking, I guess, get back to the point with missing white women syndrome or when yeah. white women become like murder victims, that same benefit of the doubt. And I'm guessing it also hurts poor white women who I guess are not the picture of innocence, as I guess I was saying earlier. Um, but I'm guessing it also depends who the perpetrator of the crime is, because I'm thinking if it's like a black man that let's say murder an innocent white woman, they're probably be talking about that for weeks and that black people are criminals and blah, 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 or probably they may use that as political means of we should be tough on crime. Right, exactly. I mean, so like the, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's about reassessing, right? Like you... Right um you need to stop giving so much leeway to these white men who commit crimes or like you know like kidnap people um you need to cover more people of whiter classes and races and like stop just assigning blame to them just because they maybe like smoked a joint one time like it's just like i'm it's it's no matter how unless the person who gets kidnapped was literally like a child rapist um who murdered about like unless their the crime was equally as bad like no one deserves to just go missing and never be found and just like have their character shit on because of like you know the fact that they did drugs or like the fact that they are muslim or something arbitrary that you're just going to come up with in your next article because you need clicks people are not clicks get a fucking heart like an actual human (laughs) being and just right and yes we can report on gabby batito but can we keep that same energy for like native women that go missing black women that go missing asian women i'm thinking probably just don't limit to women because also to men that go missing because i'm thinking that is someone's son someone's friend and yes we should care about men more i'm not probably just gonna keep knocking on men because when they go missing no one's gonna come looking for their ass which is kind of sad i'm thinking there can be a picture of innocence and same thing for bottom john like in dallas was shot by amber geiger i mean he does you don't have to be like a perfect citizen to like get sympathy right it's just it's it sucks so i'm going to um like i said i'm gonna um link all the articles that i use um and i mean if you want to donate to any of them um if you want to donate to places that are like helping these families attempt to find their missing loved ones you can do so um but yeah like unfortunately like we have to essentially do the work ourselves if we want our own found and that's i mean until the media and the um police stations and the fbi is like reassessed like it it comes out of because i mean we talked about this before like the police (laughs) police was established because of slave catching guys that's why all of the people at the fucking border had whips okay like this that's not a coincidence like it's not like somebody just just like was picking out their weapons that morning and just made a bad decision it's because like these institutions are steeped in um you know black trauma black pain people seeing people of color and like you can't 
like get away from those histories it's like it's the same it's the same thing with like having a wedding on a plantation why so the black spirits can haunt you i hope they go home with you but like it's just <laughs> yeah like, and yeah. i'm guessing the same thing with other histories like with chinese inclusion act and like the uh-huh. native like the indian scalping act where you know police officers would just go out there back in the day and just scalp indians to prove that they were dead so i mean there's a built on like uh like you said an institution built on trauma so we probably need to probably burn break them down and build them back up is probably better for the community and i guess like for the north is probably built on i guess um protecting land i think that's how like the irish became white in america before that they weren't considered white what i'm saying so it's like it's a it has to it has to be rebuilt it has to be burned down and rebuilt and the media can come along with it as well like we i mean i think it's it's slowly getting better but like it's it's seeped in only showing you the messages that it wants to show you which is that you know, white people are the, just the, the like epitome and the picture of good and everybody else is dirty. Essentially they're dirty and they deserved it somehow, some way, whatever. So that's it. I'm done. I'm sniffling all over the place. I just, I took Benadryl, (laughs) so I'm drugged and, but also this topic is draining and I'm tired, but we're going to do something fun. When we come back, <laughs> when we come back, maybe after I yes. take a long ass nap, just kidding. Can't do that. I will be <laughs> knocked out for the next nine hours. So <laughs> we'll, we'll be back guys. All right. Okay. We're back. Yeah. Um, and one thing I guess I want to make sure with like true crime that as much as I really enjoy reading about true crime, I guess that's also remind myself the this are real people and it actually happened to someone. So as much as I love to read about Jeffrey Dahmer as I love to read anime mangas, mm-hmm. a lot of people did lost their lives to this man. The police were negligent when they could have catched him. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta remind yourself of the good parts of humanity so that you know you don't wallow all the time right we got a couple of stories for you you can go first belmars okay this one's off of cnn the monument honoring abolition of slavery unveiled in richmond two weeks after the robert lee lee statue was removed so in richmond virginia there's a uh a statue of Robert E. Lee and that it was being taken down has been replaced by the Emancipation of Freedom statue in Richmond on September 22nd. And one thing I do want to uh, emphasize, like generally with a lot of Confederate statues, they didn't come during the Confederacy. They came like during the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the uh, reacting to probably get them down are local uh, pressures to remove these statues from their communities, whether it's in Louisiana, Indiana, Virginia, or even in Texas, a lot of people in the local community think we should go and put them down. And I think uh, the monument features two 12-foot-tall statues of a man and a woman holding an infant after they were free from slavery, honors the contribution of Black Virginians in the centuries-long fight for emancipation and freedom. According to Dr. Lawson Luther King Jr. Memorial Commission, which commissioned it. So and I think it's great. Um, it's a symbolic point in America's history that we need to get rid of all of these fucking Confederates. 
because I'm thinking if you're proud to be an American, you can't be a proud Confederate too. Right. No, because they wanted to succeed. Like, please remember that they didn't even want to be a part of this country anymore. Like, let they all always forget that part. They didn't even want to be in this country. So, like, why are you? Okay, whatever. Yeah, because if you honor the Confederacy, you might as well honor Osama bin Laden because you're kind of honoring people who are traitors to the U.S. So, but I'm guessing to be on point, it's great. I, it's a lovely statue of like honoring the black people contributions to America. Like, oh, why won't you leave? And I'm thinking as an African-American, I'm as American as apple pie and I more than deserve to be here. So my history is interwoven with George Washington. So I'm, yeah, I'm an American. Right. Can't get rid of me. I mean, and also as a reminder, like, we are the reason you have America. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> like, how are you going to tell me to go back to Africa? Where the fuck am I supposed to go back to? It's your fault that I'm here. Okay? So yes, and my uh, native brothers and sisters, too. They were here before us, but it's not like we had a choice to come here. Exactly. <laughs> you dragged us here, so sit down, shut up, and enjoy all the things we gave you. You're welcome. Ungrateful. And I'm glad that now we have a statue to honor it. Indeed. Um, so mine is actually from, so I've been obsessively binging the Netflix show World's uh, World's Most Amazing Travel. Um, travel, what is it called? World's Most Amazing Travel Rentals, I think. Ooh. On Netflix, you'll find it. It's, it's like three hosts. All of them are people of color. That's the main reason I like it. Because <laughs> I'm like, yes, no, white people. Anyway, and so... <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point though so they did this episode where they did went to three like airbnbs like it's all based around like airbnb travel and vacation rentals mm-hmm. so they went to these three vacation rentals that basically give back to their communities and so like the first one that they went to was in um was it in montana it was in one of the middle states i'm sorry i forgot but like it was basically a ranch where uh autistic people could come and stay and like basically work on the ranch they would get money that way and essentially they could you know build independence and autonomy and um it would go into like programs for them to continue to learn and stuff so that was really cool the last one they did was they went to this this place in japan um, it was a really cute house. It was all made out of wood. It was adorable. Ooh. I, I want to go there. I think it's called, I'm going to have to tell you when we get off because I'm going to butcher the name. I can't remember it right now, but it's the best place to see cherry blossom trees. And the best part about this rental is like, like any, like the rent that you spend to like stay there goes into the community itself. So like people are able to open like cafes and shops off of the fact that they have this vacation rental and it doesn't just go to one person. The host is the whole town and they get the profits off of uh, people renting this place out. So that was really cool. But my favorite one was in the Dominican Republic. It was essentially like this like resort like type place um and it was really luxurious like all your like meals were included <clears throat> there was like amenities that there that like you could do for free that were just built into the cost of you know like going there and staying there and the but the best part is that 80 like 85 percent i think maybe of those funds went into a, a school an art school in the dominican republic that was in like a a rougher neighborhood Mm -hmm. that would allow like 
like kids from that neighborhood to go there for free and learn art and become an artist and have a trade. Um, and like the best part about it is they would put like the kids art in the actual like spaces, like the common spaces and like the bedrooms and all of that. And if someone's interested, they can buy it. And as and additionally, like, you know, higher end people, people with money would come there and they would right. connect people with money um, to these kids who needed money. And so that way it like, you know, it made a bridge. Like a sponsorship. Yeah, it made a, yeah, essentially, like it made a bridge to where they wouldn't normally have that um, here. So it's really great. It's called the Ani Dominican Republic, I think. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of them like all around the world, but I really want to go to that one because hello it's like helping uh black hispanics be able to like make art and a love art and love black people so like i have to go um i want to go too because i'm all for helping the caribbean diaspora as well hmm, hmm. oh that's one of mine belmars you got any more and my second one, I'm thinking the VA tells veterans discharged under don't ask, don't tell they are el- eligible for all VA benefits. Because mm. um, for those you don't know, uh, they passed this don't ask, don't tell policy back, I want to say the 90s, I want to say under Bill Clinton. So for those who are discharged because their sexual orientation, gender identity, gender identity or HIV, policy veterans that served they got discharged and they couldn't get benefits but now i guess they're reneged on that and they said okay if you were discharged under that um you can come back and go get va benefits and for veterans that sacrifice so much for their country and their country says fuck you because you're part of the lbgt community we're going to uh, not going to honor any of those deals so i think it's great that a lot of like veterans who were discharged under this horrible policy now able to come back and get benefits because VA benefits uh, really go a long way because I, through college, I got VA benefits as a dependent because my mother was a deceased veteran to help through college. It can also help you buy a house and do a lot of other things. So those that are the LBGT community that serve this country, I'm great that our country realized we fucked up and we want to honor you by giving you VA benefits. I mean, if it's for me, they should also get back pay. Oh, but There's that. I'm going to be like that meme with Jada Pinkett Street that part (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh um yes i love that um one of the ones i found on reddit um was basically it's a video so there's not much for me to say but like essentially um haitians have gone to like this central like this city in mexico Mm -hmm. um i guess like before they attempt to come to the texas border and it's really great because like the Mexican citizens are like providing them food and like haircuts and like like places of sanctuary like for them to sleep like on this like leg of their journey before they get to Texas and so it was really great to see like um you know like that because it's not like obviously for me I never believe like any like large group of people is as bad as anyone tries to say um but I mean you hear that all the time and it's so tiring like in Texas and even in Houston they're like oh the Mexicans can't come here they're bad they're drug dealers they're in all (laughs) of the cartels and it's like uh, not all Mexicans are in cartels they wouldn't be coming here if they were all in cartels okay they're trying to escape cartels but it's just to see you know 
proof so you can shove this in someone's face and be all like i'm sorry what are you doing for the haitians besides trying to whip them on horseback the mexicans are over here giving them a fresh lineup and some food okay what are you doing (laughs) so i just i love to see that um and like obviously i wish that haitians like a safe travel here and that you know you you get past them white people because fuck them okay you hop the border and you get over here and may you be safe because you deserve uh for refuge so yeah that's mine it's my other one my last one um like i said um i'm gonna be putting the the link in the description box about like black and missing it's really amazing there's a lot of articles on there as well like one of the articles i i saw actually was talking about how uh two women are essentially helping like publicize more black missing like missing black cases or whatever and this was on like oprah like daily or whatever and so it was really great um, it was a great read. So I suggest everybody like reads the articles on there, see what it's all about, see how they can help if they feel so moved to. And yeah, um, stay safe, y'all, because as you've heard today, there's a lot of just crazy people out there. Yeah. Contact your friends saying where you're going uh i guess also be aware of your surroundings and i'm guessing just treat everyone like human beings treating them as you would treat your best friend i would say yourself but for me i'm really hard on myself but i'm also very company to my best friends Indeed. So, that's true yeah. i too i'm like you piece of shit and then like i would never <laughs> say that to belmar so i'd be like but i love i love you i love you know you're amazing yes <laughs> yes um and i mean that's it for me i'm ready to go to the bed you see i'm eating ice cream like, I'm just- <laughs> you got some ben and jerry's please sponsor us ben and jerry's yeah, ben and jerry's we love you <laughs> like y'all are great like i just stuffing yeah. my face um yeah i mean that's the only woke company i can honestly think that's truly woke because disney's more so hashtag capitalist mm-hmm. but uh ben and jerry's are hella woke i mean i suggest probably that you get an ice cream uh flavor called hands up don't scoop <laughs> listen you like you can you can pay belmars a small fee for that one okay <laughs> listen over here coming up with ideas for you and shit you're welcome. It's like ice cream sandwiches <laughs> and shit um uh, like a rocky road and mm-hmm. no 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 vanilla in it no no I mean, vanilla no. <laughs> no vanilla all good flavors that are not vanilla but i do like vanilla because you can do it vanilla any other way that's true you can put anything in vanilla and it'll probably taste good and down with the swirl with caramel <laughs> give me away your ideas we're free belmont <laughs> Sponsor us first, and then you can hear about the ingredients, okay? Anyway, see y'all next week. Wear your mask. Get your kids vaccines. Get yourself vaccines. And don't be a hypocrite like Hot Wheels, like Governor Hot Wheels. Yes, we're coming from that as Governor Hot Wheels and DeSantis. I mean, there's a whole list of people right now. I mean, if we ever go missing, this is probably going to be like, they were... They were hating on Candace Owens too much and Governor
her Hot Wheels <laughs> just automatically assume it was a hitman from one of the political people we've pissed off. <laughs> just you can assume that safely. Yes. Step it up, Biden. <laughs> yeah. So where's Kamala Harris? She's all quiet. I mean, I'm pissing off everyone. Fuck the British crown. That's right. <laughs> you shouldn't have won all those goddamn Emmys. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure which assassin's probably going to take us out tonight. The Hollywood one, the Democrats, the Republicans. I don't even know what the Libertarians are doing if they even have one. The British crown. <laughs> all of them coming. So I hopefully we'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.